Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. All right. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg. And once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. I have spent the past four Sunday nights watching HBO's four-part documentary series, Allen vs. Farrell. It was about Woody Allen's alleged sexual abuse of his then seven-year-old daughter, Dylan Farrell. Let me just say this. I don't know for sure what the truth is on this matter. I don't. But this much, I most definitely do know. HBO ought to be ashamed of themselves for putting out such a one-sided hatchet job. Because that's all it was, a one-sided hatchet job. We're going to talk about it, and I'll let you decide for yourselves. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. So like I said, folks, I I don't know if you have spent your last four Sunday nights, any of you watching it, but I have. And, And the reason I have, and I've given myself a tremendous headache in doing so, Because it really, uh, first of all, it's an ugly topic. But it's very important to me. It's important for a lot of reasons. Number one, sexual abuse is a very serious matter. Sexual abuse of anybody. Sexual abuse of a young child, a seven-year-old child, is the most despicable, disgusting, serious matter. What's also a serious matter is being wrongly accused of being a sexual abuser, a sexual predator. I have, over the years, 
read and read and read. I am not an expert. I was not there in Connecticut back on August 4th, 1992, when this alleged sexual abuse took place. I wasn't. But all I can do, and that's how you form fair opinions, is read everything that I could possibly read and study on everything that I can possibly study on to try to come to a fair conclusion. And I have done that. And as I say, I do not know. I was not there on August 4th, 1992. But first of all, they HBO called this series Allen versus Farrow, making it like uh, you know, a court case. It was the farthest thing from a court case unless you want the court to be the court of public opinion. But it still was not a case the way HBO spent four series, four parts, putting forth what they put forth. I said a hatchet job at the beginning of this and folks, it was nothing short of a hatchet job. It was clearly, clearly a one-sided effort by the Pharaoh clan to bury Woody Allen. That's what it was. A one-sided hatchet job. I don't know any other way to describe it. Now, let me bring out a couple of points that I think is important to mention here. Is Woody Allen creepy? Would you say Woody Allen is weird? Would you say that Woody Allen ended up marrying Sunyi Previn, who was the adopted daughter of Mia Farrow? Would you say that's weird? And creepy? Yeah, I would agree with that. Would you say Woody Allen in, in, in street jargon is out there? Yeah, I would say that. Woody would probably say that. But that doesn't make somebody a sexual abuser. And the justification, which that, I believe, has a lot to do in the court of public opinion, with the justification of him ending up with Sunyi Previn, Mia Farrow's daughter, and subsequently marrying her, almost makes it justification for him to be viewed as a sexual predator. I'm no lawyer. But I can tell you, that's wrong. Now, I watched basically four hours. It was a four-part series, roughly an hour each, maybe a little longer, a little shorter. And all I saw 
in my estimation, was a scripted, choreographed assassination of Woody Allen. And folks, and if there are any of you saying, whoa, here's Russ defending. No, what I am saying is, if you're going to have a documentary and it's going to be fair and you want to examine what happened, then you examine it from both sides. You hear both sides and you hear the testimony of various people, important people who have something to say. There's the talk or the alleged abuse that took place in an attic. Okay? First of all, you you have Mia Farrow's friends talking, you have this one talking. There was somebody in the house who they have family members talking. Everybody's making these accusations. Fair enough. That's a side of the story. There was somebody else in that house by the name of Moses Pharaoh. Moses Pharaoh at the time was 14 years old. Moses Pharaoh today is a psychologist, family therapist, grown man. Moses Farrell talks at length. He came out with a long blog a few years back laying out what happened. Now, he was there. This is not Russ speculating. Moses Farrell was there. This alleged incident was supposed to happen. Uh, This alleged incident of sexual abuse was supposed to happen in an attic with a train set going around. Okay? This to me, this is kind of kind of important. Moses was 14 years old at the time. Moses says, first of all, there could be no playing in that attic because the attic was merely a crawl space. He says there were no trains in the attic. The train was in the boys' room. I mean, I'm just giving you little incidents, which to me is not so little. Dylan Farrow was spoken to by the psychologists nine different times. She was examined. They came to the conclusion that there was no sexual abuse. 
but yet it's being put forth that there was sexual abuse. Woody Allen has maintained that Mia is a woman scorned. Understandably so, she's scorned and pissed off. He, he ended up with her daughter. That doesn't make him a sexual abuser, let alone a sexual abuser of a seven-year-old girl. Now, I want to read something to you going back. Here is the words of one Moses Farrow. And I'm bringing up Moses Farrow for a very important reason. It's a precise and compelling narrative. He's talking about what is being said. But there's a major problem. There was no electric train set in that attic. There was, in fact, no way for kids to play up there. Even if we had wanted to, it was an unfinished crawl space under a sleepy, angled, gabled roof with exposed nails and floorboards, billows of fiberglass insulation. This is not me, folks. This is Moses Farrow, the son of Mia Farrow, the brother of Dylan Farrow. He goes on to say, the idea that the space could possibly have accommodated a functioning electric chain set circling around the attic is ridiculous. One of my brothers did have an elaborate model train set but it was set up in the boys' room, a converted garage on the first floor. Moses goes on to say, Now, whenever I hear Dylan making a public statement about what allegedly happened to her that day when she was barely seven, I can only think of that imaginary train set which never she never brought up during the original investigation or custody hearing. Did somebody suggest to the adult Dylan that such a specific detail would make a more, the story more credible? Or does she really believe she remembers this train, in quotations, circling around the attic the same way she says she remembers Woody's whispered promises of trips to Paris? And movie stardom. All of this apparently took place while those of us who promised to have our eyes trained on Woody were downstairs, seemingly oblivious to what was happening right above our heads. Now, the reason I'm, I'm bringing that up, folks, is for the following point to be made. If you were going to do a fair examination of what took place, how the hell could you not interview Moses Farrow? He was there. 
He also claims that he was physically abused by Mia Farrow. There are tons of issues. But if that's my point, I can I said it at the top, I will say it now, I will say it forever. I was not there. So I don't know for sure about what happened. But I can't have a one-sided story shoved down my throat and be expected to believe it when you have somebody who is an intelligent, grown man now coming out with this, and he came out with it like three years ago, 2018. How, how could Moses Pharaoh not be interviewed? Why, because this is the court of public opinion? Because I'll tell you what, in a court of law, wow, how could you not interview somebody like that if you want to get at the truth? And I'll say this about Dylan Farrow. After watching for four episodes, I do believe... I do believe that she believes something happened to her at the hands of Woody Allen. I do believe that she believes that. But from my vantage point, what I watched for four Sunday nights... It's, it's reasonable to believe that she was tutored, coached, and brainwashed. I'm not saying it's 100% sure, but folks, from what I watched, every interview, every interview seemed to be choreographed and scripted. Everything was on point from one to the other. How do you not get both sides? How could Moses Farrow be left out? You know, there are a couple of other points here. You know, they spoke to psychologists and people of, you know, of that nature in the docuseries. I mean, I've read enough to know that pedophiles, that kind of behavior... Usually, most of them are habitual abusers. They do it more than once. Woody Allen had, has and had no history of doing so. Let's try and throw in a little common sense here. Just, just a bit of common sense. And I'm just throwing it out to all you people. If Woody Allen was going to abuse his seven-year-old daughter, why would he wait to do it when he had previous chances during her young life to be alone with her? But why would he choose to do it after 
it came out that he was having an affair with Sunyi Previn, who he subsequently married and has since been married for 24 years. He's 85, she's 50. He's going to decide to abuse his seven-year-old daughter after this happened with a house full of people. Forgive me, but that doesn't seem normal to me. Does not seem normal to me. And I, I, I could tell you, in my estimation, I would think, I'm not laughing about this, Woody Allen, if he was an abuser, would be smart enough not to abuse under those circumstances. You know, they bring up, in, you know, they try to bring up points in the movie, in the series that, you know, a lot of his movies, like Manhattan, he has an affair with a 17-year-old girl. And, you know, he's always fixed on on young girls in his movies that doesn't make him a sexual predator that's like well who was like Stephen King uh, he, he makes horror movies does that make him a horrible person I mean what are we talking about here Mia Farrow they came forth Mia and Dylan and, you know, talking about this wonderful family that they had and, and making it like the Brady Bunch. There was no talk of the three children of Mia's that died. No talk of them at all. Doesn't that seem a little odd to you? One died, it was Tam, 21 years old. Moses says it was a drug overdose. Mia made claim that it was an accidental overdose, but apparently, according to Moses, they had a, 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 the daughter Tam had a fight with Mia. The next day, she overdosed and died. Another son committed suicide. Another one died from a, a drug-related AIDS, died. What does this have to do with anything? Well, my, my point being, you know, let's not make it like the Brady Bunch. There's a lot of dysfunction in Mia Farrow's family. Mia Farrow's brother was sentenced to 25 years in prison on child abuse charges. 25 years in prison. There was something like 20 charges against him. They made a deal and they got him on two. He, he made a plea, the Alfred plea, I believe it's called. which required him to serve 10 years. 
He was let out in seven. Forgive me, but isn't that part of a story? If if we're doing background checks on, on, on family situations... Is it creepy that Woody was 57 years old and hooked up with 21-year-old Sunyi? I mean, I you want to use the term creepy, that's fine. You know, Mia married Frank Sinatra when she was 21 and Frank was 50. And she was so upset, she moved in with her good friend Dory Previn and her husband Andre Previn. And then got pregnant by Andre Previn, subsequently sending Dory Previn, her good friend, to be institutionalized for a bit. You understand why I'm saying? I just call it a complete hatchet job. Here's a question that I have. They, they talk, all this talk of Woody, you know, being this monster. How come Mia Farrow signing a petition to have Roland Polanski allowed to come back to the United States? Roman Polanski. Great director. Directed me in Rosemary's Baby. Roman Polanski. Roman Polanski plied a 13-year-old girl with drugs and raped her anally because she was a virgin and he didn't want to do that, so he raped her anally. Yeah, Roman Polanski. This person... Mia Farrow petitions to come back, to be allowed back to the United States. Again, folks, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I was not there. I cannot say wholeheartedly for sure what happened. But I'm just looking and reading and understanding and things just don't add up to me. And in in this world, listen, I have two daughters. I'd want to kill anybody. Not, both, both of them now are moms of their own. I'd want to kill anybody as a father, who, anybody who did anything to them. I, you know, I'm I'm dead set against sexual abuse, sexual harassment in the workplace, in any place. But we also have to be careful about it because the worst thing in the world is to accuse somebody of that, and they're being wrongfully accused because in this 
period of time of Me Too, you're guilty before being proven innocent, not innocent before being proven guilty. It's a very scary situation. And let me ask you another question. And again, folks, I'm trying to talk from common sense here as well. Don't you think... Woody Allen and and Sunyi have uh, two daughters. They're now in college. They've been married 24 years. They adopted the two girls, I believe... Um, well, I don't have the exact date, okay? But, but, but my point is this. In light of all that has been said and documented and, and, and this sordid, scandalous affairs and ugliness, the accusations of alleged sexual abuse and what, don't you think any agency would have seriously vetted and studied everything before they allowed Woody and, and, and Sunyi to adopt two girls? I mean, it just, that's just common sense. It's just common sense. I mean, I can go on and on about Mia's screwed up family. Father was a bad drinker, a womanizer, uh, smacked his wife around. And and watching Mia Farrow throughout this four-part series, to me, she was acting. I mean, she was acting. You know, every line seemed to be choreographed. There was also the case they had the state uh, Connecticut attorney, uh, state attorney, um, saying that he had he he who handled the case back when felt that he had probable cause to move forward, but he chose not to because he didn't want to put Dylan Farrow through anything. Well, he had probable cause. That's that's fine and dandy. If he felt he had probable cause, then he could have and should have moved forward, because that's what his job is. Especially the seriousness of being a pedophile. But if there was probable cause, then you know how come there wasn't a civil case? And Mia, I watched it last night saying, I just wanted the case to end. I didn't want to put Dylan through anything else. Well, I watched 
The alleged incident allegedly took place on August 4th, 1992. And for two days subsequent after that, this was the video that Mia Farrow showed us. She interviewed her daughter, Dylan. There were times that the kid was sitting there. Now, she's only seven years old, but just sitting there with like, no top on or anything. Like, this is a serious kind of interview, you know, talking about sexual abuse. And what was it, la-di-da, la-di-da? You didn't want to, you're the one who put it through two days of grueling interviews on tape. And you didn't want it to go through, the, you wanted it to all end? I mean, to me, the common sense thing would have been to, geez, I want to take her to the, our, our family therapist, psychologist, who those people, by the way, the family psychologist said that Dylan lived in a fantasy world. I, this is not Russ saying that. This was the psychologist saying that. That's what I'm trying to bring out a point, folks. If everything is to be believed, then you have to get the information from both sides. I'm just looking at doing some more work. There was also Dr. Nancy Schultz, a clinic, a clinical psychologist who had testified that she treated Dylan Farrell because Mia Farrell and Woody Allen believed Dylan lived in her own fantasy world. Dr. Susan Coates, family psychologist, testified she thought Dylan was easily taken over by fantasy and that she never observed Allen acting in a sexual way towards Dylan. It's not, that's not Russ Salzberg. Why aren't any of those people? See, they had psychologists saying this, 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 but none of them, like those people I just mentioned, saying that, that, that. That was the problem that I had with this series. And HBO ought to be ashamed of themselves. And this Ronan Farrow, who calls himself a journalist, is a joke. Which, by the way, in my opinion... Not for nothing, he certainly does have a striking resemblance to Frank Sinatra. You be the judge of that. This is very serious business. Very serious business. When, when you put a guy neck on the line, his reputation on the line. And it, especially in this time of Me Too and Time's Up and, you know, there's a rush to judgment the other way. Like I said, you're guilty before being proven innocent. That's it. And in a court of public opinion, that stays on you forever and ever and ever. 
just not right. It is just not right. I, I am telling you, I've covered a lot of stuff in my career. This has given me one huge pounding headache. I was getting ill last night watching it. And, and it, it wasn't because of the ugliness of the topic. It's just the way the story was being presented. It was disgraceful. As I said, this was a one-sided hatchet job. You know, I'm watching it, and I was watching something else yesterday morning. Um, CBS Sunday Morning is a great show. I watched that religiously, religiously. Great show. You know, first it was Charles Corral, Charles Osgood now. Um, Jane Pauley hosts it. And they were doing a follow-up uh, on the um, Oprah Winfrey story of Megan and, and, and Harry. And Jane Pauley was throwing to the story, you know, in, introducing the story. I forget the reporter who was doing it. And Jane made the remark, this story exposed the power that the British press has. And I'm thinking to myself, expose the power of the British press. How about the power of the American press and the American media, which HBO was clearly part of? They want to get you, they go after you. If you want to view Woody Allen as a creep, have at it. That's your business. You want to view him as being a little weird? That's your business. But when you get to accusing somebody of viewing him as a sexual predator and abuser, that's another story. And you can't conflate the two. You can't conflate his relationship, which is now a 24, 25-year marriage to Sun Yi, to being a child abuser. There are too many things that just don't add up. But as I said when I opened this, it was a one-sided hatchet job. That's all that I got to see. You, you know, you hear the term fair and balanced. There was no fairness in this and there was zero balance. So I walk away from it, as I said, saying, I don't know for sure what happened, but based on what I got to see for four Sunday nights, based on what I got to see, convinces me of nothing. And what I read and understand and see from both sides, 
I'm sorry. Weirdness, creepiness doesn't make you a sexual predator. And I do not think that is the case in Woody Allen. You want to disagree? That's your prerogative. But uh, from where I am, I just, just doesn't all seem right to me. Just doesn't all seem right to me. You know, I, I just, I go over it in my mind time and again. I, I, I mean, I have looked at this since all this stuff would happen years and years and years ago. And I remember when it first came out, I'm saying, oh my God, oh my God, this is terrible. Then you start to read and hear and see and want and say, wait a minute. You know? Just, it doesn't add up. And like I said at the outset, I, I do believe that Dylan Farrell believes something happened to her. I do believe she believes that. But based on what I hear and, 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 and read and see, I don't know that it did. I don't know that it did. I wish her well. I wish Woody well. People who are falsely accusing people and making up stories, well, you got to live with yourself. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do that on Twitter, at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Big time thank you to my Home here at Believe.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. And above all, I want to thank you, the people out there, because as always, I say, without you, the people, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have yourselves a great week. Talk to you soon. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils, you'll want to invite everyone over, from book club to the fantasy league, even the in-laws. It smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Scented Oils are infused with two times more natural essential oils versus regular Airwick Scented Oils for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Hmm. Transform your space with scents like white sage and mahogany or lavender and water lily. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick.